plant grass, you grow grass. If you plant rice, you grow rice. I plant fear, and fear will grow. snake unleashed oh my god okay fair warning if you're listening i cannot be responsible for whatever goes through your mind i'm going to be spitting out what i think yeah you can take it you can leave it i don't care it's just uh, a snake's point of view so without any more dealing around let's get right down to the meat of it what we're going to do when Jake the Snake Unleashed is talk about things that I want to talk about. Bring up things that I want to talk about. Now, of course, once a month, if you participate and you send the questions in, there will be a show that is delegated to answer all the questions you have asked, as long as it's not stupid shit. Right. Okay. That you have to work for. Send your questions in. Where? You figure that out. Come on. Wake up. Get in the game. Don't be afraid. I mean, just because you give me your name doesn't mean I'm going to humiliate you. Of course I am. Why not? You need to be bitten. Once bitten, twice shy. Who knows? All right, first topic up. NBA playoffs. Well, now, what do we have here? Revenge? Hmm. I hope so. I tell you, I am a Golden State fan through and through. And with Kevin Durant going to Golden State, that was a dream come true for me. I'm sure it was for him. That's the reason he's there. I see them as unstoppable. Oh, I forgot. We're playing the greatest player on the planet. Well. Mr. Player, greatest of all time, LeBron James. May I introduce you to Mr. Green? Oh, he will turn you green with envy. Let's see what happens in the playoffs. Me, I'm saying Golden State all the way. Not ashamed to bet. I did. Oh, yeah. Not afraid at all. Everybody's saying... The Golden State has a 80% chance to win this thing. I'm saying it's 100. I think they're going to drill them. I'd like to see them beat them in six or even five. I mean, after all, last year, it should have been five games. Oh, well, we're not going to go back to last year. It doesn't matter. 
So get ready, Mr. James, and the rest of your lovely players that hang out with you, that you call a team. Come on, let's be honest. LeBron is the team. I don't like one-player teams. To me, that's not a team. Is it? Yeah. We'll see what happens in the playoffs. Let's go Golden State. Okay. Now let's get to the next big round of playoffs. Seven games. Pittsburgh, Nashville, Predators. Okay, there's several things wrong here. Number one, I could give a fuck less about hockey. Come on, give me a break. I hate that game. I don't even call it a game. I know I'm offending people out there right and left, but I'm sorry, I just don't like it. I don't get it. I mean, blah, in, in the fights they stage. Come on, it's worse than, I don't know, wrestling. Okay, there we go. But if it's going to be played and Pittsburgh's in it, go Nashville. Why? Because I'm a Dallas fan. And if you're in Dallas or you're from Dallas, you hate anything that Pittsburgh does. I mean anything. Okay. Whew, got that off my chest. Another thing that bothers me is Nashville, a hockey team? That just doesn't work for me. What are we going to have? Something in Tampa next? Wait a minute, they already do. Never mind. Never mind. There's not one in Birmingham, though. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Or New Orleans. But there's one in Vegas. Oh, no. Oh, well. There's something else I won't do in Vegas, and that's go to a hockey game. Yeah, there we are. Trying to change my mind. Good luck with that. You know, while you're out in Vegas, if you're in Vegas, you need to get around to all the places that have the great shows, man. It's not just about gambling and strip joints. No, well, not even, well, never mind. I won't give you my point of view on that. It's changed over the years. Can't believe I've been out here almost two years and I haven't been to a strip joint yet. Damn, getting old sucks. I'm telling you. But while I'm in Vegas, you got to drop by the snake pit. What in the hell is a snake pit? Well, it's pretty simple. Figure it out. Come on, Jake the Snake Wrestler. He's going to have something called a snake pit. Well, it must be a goddamn wrestling school. Hey, here's something new. Have a wrestling school and actually be there to teach. Oh, what a concept. Yeah. There's been so many schools pop up over the country by guys that have never been there to the show, to the WWF, WWE, or any place else. Lots of wrestling schools are usually guys that took three or four courses in a wrestling school and are wannabes or maybes or never have beens and never will bees. They're running schools. Why? Bang for the buck, a quick buck. Hey, let's rip somebody else off. And that really sucks. Why does it suck? Because the people that give out their money to go there usually wind up busted up, hurt, dreams crushed, tossed to the side, school disappears, shut down. Uh-oh, I paid for two years. You're not there three months, and it's gone. Yeah. Well, the snake pit's here to stay. And I have some people with me at the snake pit that are qualified. D'Lo Brown. Kiz Arnie. 
Yeah. Yeah, kids aren't he, man. A guy I love works his butt off, man. Just too smart for the WWE, I guess. Yeah, they turned him down, man. I don't get that at all, man. He had so much to offer, but, you know, that's the bad thing about wrestling. Sometimes it has nothing to do with talent. Yeah, it's just who chose who, who picked who for the team. I don't like you because, I don't know, you're better than I am. Okay. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that pisses me off, man. It really, really does. You know, what podcast would be complete without the mention of our president, Donald Trump? Oh, do I have a story for you coming up next. interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Are you a 46-year-old plumber? Are you a 53-year-old lawyer? Are you a 75-year-old astronaut? If you've ever wanted to be a pro wrestler, now is your time. You've been working hard your whole life. It's time to follow your dreams. Come to Fantasy Slam, pro wrestling fantasy camp in Las Vegas. You get in the ring with us, the stars. We will make you into a star. Join us on a three-day camp. Next camp coming up, in June with Jake the Snake Roberts. WWE legend Jake the Snake Roberts. Did I not mention it was with Jake the Snake Roberts? Details at www.fantasyslamprowrestling.com. You get in the ring with us. Now back to our show. Welcome back to Jake the Snake Unleashed. Hey guys, you know WrestleMania 4 was my first, uh, well, hands-on experience with Mr. Trump. I love the guy, man. I love what he's doing. Hell, he's shaking the boat a little bit, man, pissing some people off. That's exactly what the hell I would do. Man, I still think that myself and, well, Alice Cooper would have been a good ticket. We could have been two troubled men for troubled times, and I think we could have beat Trump, but there you go. Anyway, Mr. Trump requested that some of the athletes go hang out with his high rollers. Now, I'm talking about people that spend a million dollars on a weekend. Yeah, there's people out there like that, man. Don't it piss you off? I had to go up to the top of Trump Towers to one of his suites, and I'm talking about a sweet suite there, man. It was unbelievable. Several rooms, gigantic tables. I mean, the bed, four or five bedrooms. He had two families up there, man, three families. And... My choice, not my choice, but my, my job was to go up and hang out with these people, take photos with them, of course, and, you know, rub elbows. It was a strange situation, though. Walked into a room and looked around, and the women that were there were, man, they were dressed to the nines. You have no idea. And what I thought was probably costume jewelry wasn't costume jewelry. It was real, man. Some of the stones on their hands, I don't know how in the hell they even carried that stuff around, but they did, and they carried it around quite well. But as we went through different rooms, meeting different people, taking pictures with the kids, and back then we had what they call a Polaroid, yeah. Imagine that. That's old days, man. They're taking pictures, this guy in a suit, tie, I found out later that he was one of the, uh, well, grunts, um, bodyguards for 
a gentleman sitting in the biggest chair in the room, in the main room, and he had a guard on each side of him. So I'm thinking, this guy is loaded, Jack to the gills. Now I'm gonna call him Guido because that's kind of what it looked like, you know. Uh, Luigi, Guido, all that, you know, it was, it was family, man. It was the real family, if you get what I'm talking about. And they went to take a picture of me and him, and the guy had run out of film. And the old man gets pissed, he's like, okay, okay. You know you're gonna do this, and, and now you have no film for the camera? Uh, out the window, out the window. I'm thinking, man, he's gonna throw the camera out the window. But that's not what he meant. He wanted the guy to jump out the window. Yeah, kind of scary. Well, I made it through that, and I should have known that it wasn't gonna get a lot better because WrestleMania four. oh my God, man. I had the toughest match of any WrestleMania I was involved in. It was a stinking, oh, I hate these two, tournament match with Rick Rude. Oh, my God, to move on in the tournament. Can, can I just give it up by default? That's what I wanted to do. Why? Because at the time, Rick Rude had just gotten into the WWF, and he was jacked to the gills, and he had people filling his ears with, man, you got to go out there and do it, man. you got to go out there and eat it up, man. you got to go out there and kill, kill, kill. Guys, that's not the way you get over. No. You get over in a situation like that by going out what got there, going out and doing what got you there. A damn good match. But I couldn't even talk to Rude, man. He was ready to go. It's like somebody had, had lit the fuse, man, and when the bell rang, the shit was on, man. I'm talking about 100 miles an hour, which I don't do well. I don't know if it's because of my smoking or just the fact that I'm not in the kind of shape Rick Rude was. Hell, who was? Nobody. Are you kidding me? That guy was rock hard all over. Yeah, I'm all over. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, the match goes on and on. And it was a 20 minute and they wanted us to go through so we'd both be out of the tournament. Come on, I give up, uncle. In the five-minute mark, I'm ready. Okay, here's the towel. I throw it in. Please, Rick, no more. But no, he drug me from pillar to post all over that damn ring. And what I was doing out there, I wasn't trying to win the match. I was just trying to survive. Christ. Holy shit, man. <laughs> I mean, my tongue was hanging out, man. I was dying. A horrible death. Well... The match went on and on and on and on for eternity, it seemed like, and we finally got that 20 minutes in. At the end of that 20 minutes, though, I've got to get the snake out and go after Rude, and he's going to bail out, and so is Heenan, and that's all happy times, you know. I could barely pick up the damn snake at that point. But during the whole match, I keep noticing Donald Trump at ringside with his wife, at the time, Ivana, Ivanka, whatever, immoral, whatever her name was. Anyway, she won't even look at the ring. Here Rick Rude and I are in there trying to kill each other, and it just keeps looking over at her, and she's at ringside, and she's got a little champagne glass, 
And she's got her seat even turned to the side so she don't have to look at the ring. I mean, my God, if you don't want to be there, there's somebody out there that wants to sit in that seat and actually watch the match. Your husband did. He was a part of it. He was all animated and stuff, man. It was great. Well, as I came out of the ring, I happened to just, well, come out on her side. You know, like I said, I was tired and blistered by rude, and I got to hoist this damn snake. Of course, they always had a bigger snake at WrestleMania, which just gave me more to carry. Yeah, it's a crappy rule, Vince. But I grabbed the snake, and as I did, I swear to you, <clears throat> trust me, it was an accident. I swung the snake around, and lo and behold, if I didn't slap her right in her tits with that damn snake. Well, when that happened, she pushed in the chair, and when she did, she toppled the chair over backwards. Now her little legs are sticking up in the air, they're flailing. Mr. Trump has hauled ass up the aisle. He's abandoned her. She is friggin' furious. How furious? Well, I'm gonna get to that in just a moment. All right, we're gonna leave WrestleMania 4 and fast forward to WrestleMania 6. You know, the uh, blindfold match in LA, yeah. What a trip that was, man. You know, I took my twins there, you know, and they were all into it, man. My boys, Dustin and Derek, and they were having a great time meeting all the stars. I mean, after all, Willie Nelson was there, man. What an awesome trip he was. Somebody asked him the time, and he hollered it out for one of his bodyguards, hangarouts, whatever, buddies. He's like, hey, check my watch and uh, tell me what time it is. So the guy pulled up his sleeve, and lo and behold, he had two watches on. One of them's Willie's. I'm like, what's the deal? He goes, well, I had to give everything away because the IRS was coming down on me, and they were going to take it, so I just gave everything to, away to my friends. But did I really give them away? Hmm. At least I can still use them. Anyway, I introduced my twins to him, and they thought that was fairly cool. But you know who my friend, my, my twins got into the most, man? There's Donald Trump there. There's Willie Nelson. And my twins are in love with, oh, my God, dare I say it out loud, Alex friggin' Trebek. Fuck, that sucked. Come on, boys. You're little snakes. Get in the game. All right, I forgive you. Anyway. Donald, by then, had separated from his wife, and he was dating a beautiful animal, Marla Maples, man. So when I went up to meet Donald, man, seeing Donald again was a good thing, because I had seen him at WrestleMania Five too, and done the uh, whole penthouse uh, rub elbows things with everybody, and I guess he'd been quite happy with that. I always did a good job with that stuff, but... Um, he had to go walk off somewhere else you know, after he met and twins and everything. And Marla's standing there, and she's like, can I talk to you for a minute? I'm like, sure. You know, are you kidding me? I couldn't believe she was even talking to me. Yeah. You know, anyway, she tells me, you know, you're Donald's favorite. I'm like, really? She goes, yeah. Do you know why? I'm like, no. Is it because I do a good job at, you know, the meet and greets? No, no, no. It's because... You slapped Ivanka in the breast with that huge snake at WrestleMania 4. And did you know that she went to her bodyguards and offered to pay them if they would come find your room and 
well, rough you up at least, possibly bump you off. I'm like, holy crap, are you serious? Because, yeah, man, it was pretty wild, he said. But he loved it, and that's really all that matters, isn't it? I'm like, yeah, I guess so. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. <laughs> I had no idea I was that close to being in trouble. Well, then she says to me, Jake, uh, I got somebody that would like to go out with you. You know, I'm like, what? Are you serious? She goes, oh, yeah. Yeah, she wants to go out with you just one time, you know, and do everything for one night. I've been really trying, baby. Just full speed ahead and headboards banging everything. She wants to, she wants the full trip. I'm like, holy cow. Number one, I can't believe she's talking to me like this. Number two, I can't believe she's got a friend that wants to do me. Holy shit. Oh my God. So she keeps talking about her. She starts digging in her purse. She goes, I think I've got a picture of her. Man, she finally finds her little album and she pulls it out and she shows me this picture of this smoking hot woman. Oh my God, she was hot. And I'm like, hell yeah, <clears throat> I'm definitely in. She tells me, yeah, she lives in Atlanta. Don't you live in Atlanta? Oh my God, shoot, I sure, I sure, I sure do. <laughs> and then she bust, she busted my bubble and broke my heart. Yeah, it was kind of a letdown when she told me that that friend of hers was, indeed, it was her mother. Yeah. And I would have done it. Sure as hell would have, man. Sure as hell wished I had, but I didn't. Damn it, why didn't I? I'm so stupid sometimes. Yeah, getting your bubble pop. Yeah, I'd say I was a bubble popper right there. Hey guys, that's what happens in a snake's world. Are you sure you want to be a snake? Be careful what you ask for. Be back in a moment. Gotta take a break. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Whether you're learning from scratch or you're already fairly seasoned into the business, Jake the Snake's Snake Pit is the school for you. This is the Harvard of pro wrestling. If you're two, three, four, five, ten years along, and now you really are interested in the devil in the details, this is the place to come. We'll search it out, man. We'll uh, take what you've got and show you where to place it, man. Put it in the right spot. Make the most out of it, man. We'll help you with longevity in your career, keeping you safe, keeping your opponents safe, making promoters want to book you and fans want to pay to see you. We want to help you follow your dreams if you are crazy enough. We will show you how to make money. I like Snake Pit! Now back to the show. Damn, you guys still out there? Well, welcome back then. Just think about it. If Donald had stayed married to Marla, and I'd followed through on Marla's request, which, what a wedding present that could have been. We could have, like, had a tag team wedding night, you know, and me with, well, anyway, her mom. No doubt, once the, once the snake bit her, she'd be, she'd be mine. I'd be owning that. Therefore, if that had happened, and I'd helped keep their marriage together, Guess who would be in the White House right now? No, God! No, God, please, no! No! 
No! No! Yours truly. Oh, how effing awesome would that be? I'd have tore that Lincoln bedroom all to hell. Hmm. I'm sure John F. did anyway. Oh, man, John F. Kennedy, 1963. Man, forgive us, Dallas, Texas, huh? A long time ago, bro. I remember that day. Yeah, I was in the third grade, man. They sent everybody home, president, and murdered. And nobody really knows, do we? All right, let's get out of that. And I want to go to a section I'm going to call Fans Gone Wild or Job Well Done. You call it. These are instances where the fans got involved or reacted to what was being fed to them on television or in the arenas. And um, I'll give you some of my mm, favorites. And now, Jake's Top 5, number one. And these aren't ranked by best or worst, but I was in Dallas, Texas, wrestling Sting, and be damned if some guy didn't stand up about eight rows back, reach into his jacket and pull out a pistol and start shooting the gun towards me. I, being fleet of foot, dove out of the ring and got underneath the ring. I'm not stupid. My opponent, Sting, was doing what Sting does. Woo! Yeah. Damn, could have been flair. Oh, well, the guy missed anyway. I do remember after the incident being in the back and the police drugged the guy back there, of course, after they disarmed him and... They're like, uh, hey, do you want to press charges? I'm like, do I want to press charges? Are you serious? No, just reload him and put him back out there. Maybe the next match needs to be shot at. Okay. At least it made it interesting. I know it made my moment interesting. Number two. Again, this is not in reactions or rated, but number two, slapping Miss Elizabeth. Oh, my God, what a moment. Oh, remember trying to get out of the building in San Antonio? And, uh, oh, well, um, I made it. My car didn't. The fans absolutely destroyed that car, busted all the windows out of it and the headlights, everything, and uh, really made a mess of it. Thank God for... Uh, Diners Club and the insurance you get when you use it to uh, rent a car. Because the car was trashed beyond reasonable, <laughs> reasonable, well, that. The car was trashed, ruined, destroyed. Yeah, effed up. Oh, well, catch a taxi. That's what I did. Number three. Ah, another one. Walking down the aisle, can't remember what city it was in. I'm thinking it was Pensacola, but I could be wrong. Walking down the aisle, going to the ring, and I've got security beside me on each side, and all of a sudden my security disappears. Where the hell did they go? I turn and look, and they're helping an old woman, I thought. She was down. I've fallen. And I can't get up. Um, 
I'm like, oh my God, what's wrong? Is she having a heart attack? And they're like, no, dude, she cuts you, man. She cuts you. And they showed me the box cutter. And son of a bitch, I looked at my arm and hell, she did cut me. I put the boots to that bitch. Yeah. No, I didn't. They drug her to the back, of course, and I had to find out why. Why did you cut me? And come to find out, what had happened was, this lady had never been to a wrestling match. She had to be 70 or better. Never been to wrestling. But her grandchildren had been over at the house the week before, and they were watching wrestling, and she had seen me, and the kids were reacting, moved to the snake and all that stuff, and she's like, somebody just needs to cut that boy's head off. And they laughed at her. Oh, Grandma, you're just being silly. You wouldn't get near him. He scares you to death, too. He don't scare me. By God, I'll show you. A week later, she showed me. Damn kids, man. Damn kids. Pushing the grandmother to that point. Either that or she just wanted to show them that grandmas don't play it. I know for a fact my grandmother didn't play. She scared the hell out of me. Number four. All right, let me give you another one. Home of Louisiana, Mid-South Wrestling. Here's how we gauged if we had a good crowd out there waiting for us. We had asked the policeman how many fights in the audience before the show. And if there were six or seven good fights, we knew we had a good show coming up because it was going to be packed out. If it wasn't packed out, there'd only be two or three fights. So we always hoped we'd hear about six or seven. Seems that those um, Indians coming off the levee down there in Louisiana wanted to fight them. They're ass people, they call them. Yeah, what a mixture there. Alcohol and wrestling. Woo, seems to go hand in hand with the fans and the talent. Yeah. Another one for you. This is a funny one, actually. Um, New Orleans downtown, you wrestle there. Oh my God, it was brutal. It could get really crazy, and that building did rock, especially when JYD was involved. Oh yeah, he owned Mid-South Wrestling in those days. And it got so crazy when they shot the angle where he was accidentally blinded by the Freebirds that it got so crazy that they couldn't bring their cars to the building because the fans would simply destroy them. It got so bad, a police escort with their cars did not work. As soon as the escort left, they trashed the cars. Michael Hazen and his brothers, Buddy and Buddy Jack and Terry Gordy, once they were coming in and they taunted the fans and said, by God, you touched my car, and they pointed at somebody's car. I believe it was Paul Orndorff's. And they acted like that was their car. And, of course, as soon as they walked in, the fans destroyed Paul Orndorff's car. He was a babyface at the time. He just didn't play with those damn fans down in New Orleans. Man, they would get on top of the buildings and throw rocks at you as you came in. It was brutal. Inside the building wasn't much better. See, they had these gigantic roller doors on the upper floors, and they would take those rollers off. You know, the ones that look like skates? Yeah. And they would shoot them towards the ring. Wow. If one of those hit me in the head, you'd be dead, my friend. It was crazy. 
who dat? Who dat gonna beat that dog? That was the chant, man. And it was wild and it was woolly. But damn, it was fun. It would rock. Number five. How about when Slaughter turned and, you know, he's back to America and hooked up with the Sheik or whatever it was and uh, went after Hogan? You know, remember that mania, don't you? Yeah. Did you know that when Slaughter turned, it got so bad for Slaughter and his family that his family had to have armed guards take his daughter to school and stay at the school while she was there? That's how insane it was. His life was on the line. You know, <laughs> is it too much? I don't think so. Are they going crazy? No, I don't think so. I think job well done. That's my point of view. But anyway. Number six. Even though it's a top five. Let me give you a couple more. Here's a fun one. I was in Tampa way back when in the 80s, tagged up with, oh my God, Kevin Sullivan. Oh my God, the biggest little man in the world. Holy crap. Anyway, he was doing that devil thing and he was going after Dusty, which that's what you did if you went to Florida, you went after Dusty if you wanted to be in the main event. Of course, Dusty had his sidekick, Barry Windham. That's who I wound up being hooked up with and uh, we had a lot of fun. We had some great matches and our job was to put the time in. <laughs> yeah, that sucked. Put the time in, but don't get the money. Okay. Anyway, I had been banned from a building. Yeah, they were worried about me getting involved in this match because, you see, they decided they were going to end it all by having Dusty and Kevin in a cage on Christmas night. Oh, what a Christmas present. Loser of the match, banned from wrestling in Florida. <sighs> Get my point? It was serious. Well, what do we do? Well, I dressed up in a Santa Claus suit. Ho, 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 ho! Merry Christmas! Ho, 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 And during the whole show, I went from top to bottom in that building in St. Petersburg, knowing that if somebody noticed who I was, holy shit! I'm going to get my ass kicked again and again and again. I'd be lucky to get out of there alive, as I was soon to find out. You see, because as Santa Claus watched the show and handed out candy to all the kids, he worked his way down to ringside at that perfect moment. And with the referee's back turned, I reached into my bag of tricks and pulled out a set of brass knuckles. Slipped him to Kevin, and he hit Dusty upside the head. Wild and good. The dream went down. He dove on top of him. Fans were screaming, Santa screwed Dusty. Oh, they didn't say that. They said, Santa, fuck Dusty. Fuck Santa. And uh, you know those barricades? Hmm. Useless. Because as the referee counted three, they kind of started spilling over the barricades, wanting to get their hands on Santa. Now, I've been told, Jake, whatever you do, wait till that cage door opens and get Kevin out of there. And the two of you, work your way up the aisle. We'll be waiting for you. Yeah. Thanks for waiting. 
Why? I waited. You waited. Kevin didn't. That little short shit ducked his head and ran up that aisle, man, leaving me behind in my Santa Claus suit fighting fans, man. Oh, it was brutal, man. I finally made it back there. My hair was all gone. My beard was gone. Half the suit was gone. They even took my bag of candy. No more brass knuckles for me. Kevin was sitting comfortably in there, getting high fives from everybody on a great job he had done. I come trudging in. Thanks, Kevin, for fucking me. I damn near got killed, you son of a bitch. Wow. That was Tampa back then. I remember sitting there getting dressed and the cops came in the locker room and said, this, this is a mess. We got hundreds of people outside and listened to them. And I went to the door and I stuck my ear up next to the door and I could hear them. Fuck Santa! Kill Santa! Fuck Santa! On Christmas night! Oh my God! <laughs> I remember picking up a newspaper the next morning and reading it. Six Santas had been beaten as they walked down the street trying to pass out the good toys and stuff to the youngsters. See, you just don't know if it's a good Santa or a bad Santa. Whew, gotta be careful no matter what you dress up in. Pan's gone wild or a good job. Job well done, that's what I'm saying. Number seven, because Jake can't count. All right, you want another one? Well, I'll give you one. Anytime you go to Mexico, you are asking for an ass whipping. Oh yeah, you see, they still believe. Yeah, they still believe. Great fans, man, great fans. I know when I went down there and, well, I was at ringside as a special guest with my <clears throat> beautiful, sensational Sherry with me. And Conan was in the ring wrestling Cien Karras, I believe. And the loser of the match would be banned. And Cien Karras would lose his mask or Conan would lose his hair. <laughs> Come on, what hair? He didn't have shit to lose, man. Anyway, Bull Arena, 50,000 fans. A couple of people that came with us because they were getting involved in AAA. They weren't really with me, they just sitting in the same area and they weren't Mexicans. One was a black music promoter for Salt and Pepper. He was there. About 6'5", big boy, 275, dressed in a suit. Now the other couple that was with us, oh my God, was a Jewish lawyer that was getting involved, you know, putting money up for a tour that's gonna to be in the States. And his wife, who was part of a Harvard think tank. Yeah, she might've been brilliant in that think tank, but she was one dumb bitch when it came to fighting Mexicans. She didn't have a fucking clue. Well, when the time got right in the match, seeing cars and Conan had spilled out to the floor and they'd gotten too close to the snake. At which time I got up, went, and I shoved seeing Karras. Seeing Karras was supposed to fall flat of his ass. 
Instead, some bitch hulks up on me, which pissed me off because it didn't leave me time to do what I was supposed to do to Conan. You know, I was going to pick him up and post him, get a little color, juice, blood, whatever you want to call it, throw him in the ring, he'll get beat. Seeing Carlos hulks up on me. Pissed me off, man. So I just blasted that son of a bitch right between the eyes. That motherfucker went down then, man. I broke his nose, splattered it flat all over his face. Blood went everywhere. Some bitch stayed down, too. In fact, I had to go over and pick him up to get him back in the ring so he could cover some bitch because I think I knocked him out. But we got the job done. Oh, the fans went ape shit fucking crazy. It was 50 yards back to the locker room through this wave of mad Mexicans. They were hitting us with everything from taco sauce to friggin' cheese sauce to batteries. Yeah, batteries out of a damn camera hurt like hell, I will tell you that. Chairs, fists flying. Now, I got pissed off because Sherry was with me and Sherry was in front of me and she's hitting all the Mexicans. She's not leaving anybody for me to punch. Fucking pissed me off. Made me look bad, man. But I couldn't confront her because she'd be honest with you, she'd whip my ass too. We got back to the locker room, man. Our hair had been ripped and shit and clothes ripped and all sorts of stuff covered with all sorts of stuff. Most of it out of a human body. I'm talking about piss, everything, man. They blasted our asses. It was bad. There was a riot. About 30 minutes later, the music promoter made it in. <laughs> His shit was all fucked up. His suit was ripped all to shreds. He was messed up, man. A couple of large welts on his face. He was just happy to be there. He thought it was fun. It was another 20 minutes or so before the lawyer made it in, and my God, they'd even taken his shoes off of him. They whipped his ass, man. Asked him where his wife was. Oh, my God, I don't know. They found her about 30 minutes later. Squeaky, mousy little thing. Did not look good. Fans gone wild, job well done. Indeed, job well done. Number eight, because Jake doesn't give a shit. Had a lot of fun down in Mexico. Remember going down to, to uh, Tijuana and they sent me to a TV station to, to do an interview and I went on air and this is back when the Olympics were being held in Atlanta and they were asking me what I thought and this and that and the other on the show and they were interpreting it to the people and I told them that the only reason uh, the Olympics was being held in Atlanta is because anybody could run, jump, or swim had already gotten there. Ooh, that pissed them off. Then I mentioned that I too was from Texas and that the reason I came to Mexico was to take care of some business that my forefathers had came and, and stolen the whole damn state of Texas. Thieves, my forefathers were thieves. They raped and pillaged and just stole all that land, man, for, for Texas. And I felt bad about it. So I came down there to be goodwill ambassador and give back the state of Texas to the Mexican people. Because in fact, if we wanted to take it back, 15, 20 Americans could have done that. Remember the Alamo, kiss my ass, see ya. Somebody stop me. 
Well, my lovely wife and I hopped in our limo and we went back to the hotel. And we strolled through the hotel. There was a big bar there and everybody at the bar was pointing at the television and I looked up at the television and I'm watching people being shot with water cannons, man. Holy shit, that's fucking horrible. What's that all about? Riot gear being, horses taken off into the people, sticks being swung. Oh my God, what happened, what happened? And the bartender called me, looked at me and says, amigo, they are looking for you. That is the TV station. They want to kill you. <laughs> Whew, job well done. Yeah. They had a blast in Mexico. There was always something going on down there. It got pretty crazy at times, but by God, I survived. And hell, when you got sensational sherry with you, ain't nobody gonna whip your ass. I guarantee you that shit. So my question, you know, is why have fans become so lazy? Do they need to change your diet? Maybe lift some weights or what? I don't see fans reacting the same way as they used to. I don't see them jumping up and down and when something happens in the ring. And hell, most of the time it looks like they've been medicated. They're just sitting there, realizing that the cheers and all that have been pumped in, you know. Shame on you guys for having to use that. And that's the way it is, isn't it? Times have changed. Not necessarily for the better, I don't think, but you know, I agree, I agree it's not good to have some of those things happening and happen back in the day. Yeah, I guess the fans are smart now, right? Let me tell you, a great wrestler can still go out there and get those fans to that point because they'll forget what they know and they'll react. That, my friend, is a great wrestler. I think there's still a couple of guys that are able to do that. They don't get many opportunities, though. Damn it, just ain't right. Well, guys, don't know how long I've been, but I will tell you this. Not going any further today. I'll be back in a moment with some closing thoughts. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Jake the Snake Roberts' uh, gimmick show that he's doing. Hell, I don't know what the damn name of What was it, Jake? Oh, the hell with him. He's taking a dump, I think. Uh, I just want to say a, a special shout-out to my guy, uh, Web Smart Advisors. Yeah, they uh, do some nice jobs on websites and stuff. They even fixed one up for me and my old bull that I'm still out there running down the roads with. Ah, uh, hell, I don't know if he's ever going to get off that shitter, so I guess I'll just uh, let it go for now. <laughs> let me bench it off, Jake. It's enough. All right, we'll see y'all later. Terry Funk saying, thinking about y'all out there. See ya. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed the show this week. Uh, you know, the first one out of the box. Next week we have um, part five of a two-part series uh, coming at you. Uh, this is going to be a little different, man. This next week I want to hit on some of the scariest moments I had while I was in the wrestling business. Uh, whether they were in the ring or out of the ring or 
wherever they were at. I'm going to give them to you. There's some funny stuff that happens to some of it, but some of it's just pretty damn scary. Uh, some of the things that happen to you, whether you're being shot at or cut with a knife or, you know, maybe it's damn Dickie Slater shooting somebody with a damn shotgun. No, that was Wahoo shot Dickie Slater, damn it. We'll remember that story one of these days. But no, listen to the show next week. We'll be coming at you on Friday to give you some more good stuff, man. Again, peace be on you. And uh, this is the end of it, guys. One is in the can and done. How about that? They said it couldn't be done. Well, here we are at the end of the line. Goodbye. That's the show.